0: Did you know Granny McDuff now has a Patreon? You can get all episodes ad-free. Games, puzzles, calendars, and more. You can even get discounts off Granny merch. Sign up now on Patreon. Go to GrannyMcDuffENT.com for more information. Good evening, children. It's Granny McDuff, ready with a story. So make yourselves comfy, and I'll begin. Once upon a time, there was a little boy who lived in a cabin in the woods with his mother and his sister. Tuck was his name, but it wasn't really his name. His given name was Carl, but little Tuck had other plans. Before he had learned to speak, he knew just one word. His name, which he had given himself. He called himself Tuck. As a boy, he was given two tasks. To learn his lessons like good little children do, and to take care of his sister, who was called Geneva, who was several years younger than Tuck. It was quite difficult for little Tuck to manage both things at once. So he would sit little Geneva on his lap and sing to her, while at the same time looking in his geography book, which was open in front of him. He was to be tested at school the very next morning on all of the towns in Zeeland. He was to know the names and everything there was to know about each and every one. His mother had been away for several days, off to nearby towns to sell some goods, And just before dinner, she returned. Little Tuck was quite relieved. His mother fed them a good supper and took Jennifer for a bath before her bedtime, leaving little Tuck to his study. He ran to the window and used the little light that was still coming through, for it was now dusk and the sky was filled with pink and purple, and he opened his book. You see, Tuck's mother had no money for candles so little Tuck managed his studies during the day and at night he made up stories to tell little Geneva before bedtime. The moment Tuck looked down at his book, his mother exclaimed, Oh, the washerwoman from down the lane is passing by. Well, she can barely walk herself, let alone carry a pail of water from the well. Tuck, be a good boy and go help her. Little Tuck jumped up and ran right out the door. He helped the old woman all the way home, and when they arrived, she thanked him. Tuck ran home as fast as he could, but it was no use. It was quite dark. There was no studying to be done in the dark, and so little Tuck went to sleep on his bed of straw. He lay in the dark, thinking about Zealand, and everything his teacher had said about it. He remembered very little and wished he could have studied more. But of course, he could not. And so before he drifted off to sleep, he stuck his geography book under his pillow, for he had heard that this helps if you want to learn something. But he knew it was not something he could really depend on. Studying was key. Suddenly, it felt as if someone touched his cheek he was sleeping yet he wasn't and he saw the old woman sitting at the edge of his bed looking down at him it would be a shame if you were not prepared for school tomorrow she said you help me dear little Tuck and now I shall help you and right then the book under Tuck's pillow began to squirm. Here are you! Crbble, kibble, kibble, crab! It cried. And what popped out was not his book, but a groundhog. Little Tuck, I am Harold, oh, but you can call me Harry. I come from the town of Joach. And I shall tell you all about it. And so Harry told Little Tuck all about George and about the townspeople and what they were known for, making silver trinkets. And then a wooden bird appeared. It was a parrot from Prashtu. And he told him all about the town. Now, come with me. I'll show you the way. And suddenly they were on the back of a beautiful golden stallion. They were galloping through a meadow, and before him, Harry was no longer a groundhog, but a knight in shining armor. They galloped through the meadow and into the woods, and after not much time at all, they came to the gates of the old town known as Vordingborg. It was quite large and lively. High towers stood about, and the royal castle gleamed in the moonlight. There was singing coming from within, and music, and dancing, and laughing. It was King Maldonar's court, and a happy place it was. But soon the sun began to rise, and the castle and its town sank down as if it were melting, until there was only one tower remaining. The town itself became very small and very poor. Tuck saw schoolboys walking through the town square with their books under their arms. One stopped and looked at him and said, 1,500 of us. But it was not true, Tuck knew, for there were not so many people living there as that. Still, Tuck was in his bed, dreaming, not dreaming. And he knew there was someone behind him. "'Little Tuck, little Tuck!' cried a voice. It was a sailor, a very small sailor, but a sailor nonetheless. He said, "'I bring you greetings from Korsu. "'It's a growing town, lively, flourishing. "'Here we have steamboats and mail coaches.' In the olden times, people used to call it ugly, but that's not true anymore. I bring a message from the town itself. Call says to you, I am by the sea, I have high roads and beautiful parks, and I once gave birth to a musician who could write an opera in a day. I wanted to send a ship around the world, but didn't. Could have done, had I really wanted to. My streets smell sweet from the baker's goods, and close by the gates, the most Stunning roses bloom. Tuck saw the roses, brilliantly red and green. And then suddenly, the colours ran and everything turned to wooden steps, leading down to the glistening waters of a fjord. On the bank sat an old king with a golden crown atop his flowing grey hair. It was King Dartan of the Springs. And the place is known as Ruskile, a stunning, twin-spired church towered above the waters and up the hill. And the kings and queens of Denmark, hand in hand, all with golden crowns atop their heads, walked into the church. The organ was playing, its music echoing throughout the land. And just then, King Dartan looked at Little Tuck and said, Do not forget the towns of the kingdom, child. And then all at once, everything vanished. And then she appeared. An old, peasant woman stood before little Tuck. She held flowers in a basket which she sold at the marketplace at Soho. She was soaked to the bone. I must be raining outside, Tuck thought. Yes, it most certainly has been, she replied Little Tuck was shocked How could she know what I'm thinking? I am in your thoughts because I am your thoughts, child, she said And suddenly she crouched down and turned into a frog Quacks, quacks, And then she stood up and she was an old woman again you should always dress according to the weather, young man. She wrung her shawl out, put it back on, and said My town Soro, that is, is a beautiful place. In the old days I used to fish and catch them I would I would sell them at market. But no more no more. Now it is flowers for me, and for little boys like you learn in my town all the languages of the world Greek, French Spanish What? The woman crouched and turned back into a frog and off she went and little Tuck fell into a deep sleep but even in this sleep he was dreaming so vividly it was as if he were awake He dreamed that his sister Jennifer was grown into a beautiful young woman with piercing blue eyes and curly hair the colour of gold. And the most striking part about her was that she could fly without wings. She took his hand in hers and up they went over the green forests and blue rivers of Zealand. Do you hear the cock crowing, brother? Cock a doodle doo! The chickens are flying up out of church. You will have a big chicken yard. You will never suffer nor want for anything. As the saying goes, yes, you shall shoot the parrot. You shall be a rich and happy man, brother. Your manor will rise up like King Maldonar's towers. And it shall have beautiful marble statues like those in Prasju. Can you understand what I'm telling you? The fame of your name shall travel throughout the land like the ship that was to sail from Korsu. And from deep below them came a voice. It was King Datan. Remember the towns of the kingdom, he cried. There you shall speak wisely, little Tuck. And when you are in your resting place, you shall sleep soundly just as if... As if I were in Soru. cried little Tuck as he awoke and sat straight up in bed. It was daylight, and little Tuck could not remember the slightest part of his dream. And that was right, for we shouldn't know the things that are going to happen in the future. He sprang out of bed and opened his geography book. But he realised that he already knew his whole lesson. And just then, the old washerwoman put her head in the door and nodded to him. Good morning, child. Many thanks for your kindness yesterday. May all your dreams come true. And little Tuck went off to school and passed his test with flying colours. And he lived happily ever after. The End Now it's time to take a deep breath, close our eyes, so that we may drift off into a world of our own adventure. Good night, children.